The Atlanta Braves likely have five position spots up for grabs on the roster as we enter spring training with Vaughn Grissom included in that. And I'll tell you why I think he wins the shortstop job. And I'll list out the other spots that will be won during spring training on this episode of Locked On Braves. So let's get into it. You are Locked On Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, welcome back to Lockdown Braves, part of Lockdown Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. Also, make sure you check out my website, shortstopball.com, where you can see some of my written work and some of my other work as well outside of the Atlanta Braves. Make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at Lockdown underscore Braves. Send in any questions, comments, or feedback that you have for the podcast. Always enjoy Hearing from you, the listener, and trying to make this an interactive show with you as much as possible. And thanks to you for all your support. And if you haven't subscribed already on YouTube, make sure that you go ahead and do that now. If you're watching this video on YouTube, do me a favor, hit that thumbs up button. And again, thank you so much for your support. And thank you for making Lockdown Braves your first listen of each and every day. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. On today's podcast, I'll be giving you my opening day roster predictions for the Atlanta Braves. Want to get these in before spring training begins and tell you who I think will win these final spots that are open on the roster. Now, the Braves have a lot of spots that are already locked up. In fact, that's where we're going to start. And I wrote a companion article already on this over on my website, shortstopball.com, if you want to go check that out. But please let me know your thoughts on my predictions. If you agree, disagree, already had some people chiming in on Twitter and in the comments of the article. But let me know what your thoughts are, who you think wins these final spots here. I'm going to get to it in a minute, but I do think there are five spots that are available and that's including the shortstop position but there are a ton of positions that I feel are already locks and a lot of players who are already locks to make the roster so let's go through those really quickly starting pitchers Max Freed, Spencer Strider, Kyle Wright, Charlie Morton four starting pitchers they are locks unless an injury comes up and we've already seen something with Kyle Wright perhaps he's a little delayed to start the season that they're hoping that's not the case right now But as long as those four guys are healthy, they will be on the roster in the starting rotation come March 30th on opening day. And obviously very solid rotation. Freed and Striders, we talked about yesterday, had the potential to win the NL Cy Young. Kyle Wright's coming off a 21-game season. And Morton, hoping to have a better year if he can limit the home runs and stop hitting so many people. Um, But I do think Charlie Morton's very close to being back to that middle top of the rotation type arm so those four players are locked in the starting rotation and the bullpen in my opinion has seven locks already uh leaving perhaps only one spot open in the bullpen you have Rysel Iglesias who's going to be the closer then you have AJ Minter and Joe Jimenez who are going to be your primary setup guys and then you have Dylan Lee and Colin McHugh for kind of those middle innings and guys who can Pitch in the late innings as well to give Mentor and Jimenez a rest, or perhaps if the game's 
you know, a four, five run lead, even you could see them kind of close things out. Then you got Kirby Yates, who's making, you know, good money. He's going to be out there. He's going to be a lock again, assuming all these players stay healthy through spring training. And then finally, Lucas Litke, who the Braves traded for this offseason and gave up Indigo Diaz, you know, a solid reliever prospect in himself. They're not just going to give up on this guy, and he's out of options. So in my mind, he's a lock to make the bullpen. And being another lefty reliever, situational type guy that you have, because I talked about this yesterday when I said Mentor was going to be my reliever of the year. Mentor is not a a lefty specialist. He comes in to get out lefties, righties, pitch pitch against the heart of a team's lineup in the seventh and eighth innings. Lucas Litke, Dylan Lee, those are going to be your lefty specialists. Now, I had somebody in the comment section on the article on shortstopball.com reach out and say that they've heard people hinting at perhaps they option Dylan Lee since he has options uh, and bring up maybe one of the other guys we're going to talk about later. But Dylan Lee was so good last year. Unless he just doesn't look like that in spring training or the Braves don't have faith that he can duplicate that, I don't know how you leave him off the roster. Um, I wouldn't want to sacrifice the team being good now just because you want to, you're worried you're going to lose somebody, you know, to a 40 man spot and through having to, to DFA them. So those are my seven bullpen locks. And I think those are pretty solid locks right there on the infield. I have six players who are locked in Sean Murphy, Travis Darno, Matt Olson, Ozzie Albies, Orlando Arcia, and Austin Riley. Now, I don't put Vaughn Grissom as a lock in the infield. In my opinion, he still has to win that job. Is he the favorite to do so? And do I think he will? Yes, but it's not a lock at this point. And I think that's something that fans need to understand. And I think it's something that Vaughn Grissom understands and has expressed. Murphy and Travis Darno, they're going to combine to be the best defensive catching tandem in all of baseball. And obviously, they what they bring with the bat as well will be a big plus for the Braves. Ozzy Albies expecting him to have a solid bounce-back year and be that type of all-star, gold-glove-level second baseman that we know that he can be. I'm expecting Matt Olson to feel more comfortable in his second year, and I've you know been glowing of him coming into the 2023 season. I think he hits 40-plus bombs. I just think he's going to have a big year now, his second year in Atlanta. And Riley, you know, he's proven that he has perennial MVP potential as well the last two seasons and I think he's going to see more of that from him in 2023 and then Orlando Arcia look if he doesn't win the shortstop job or rather if Von Grissom doesn't win the shortstop job because I think it's his to lose then Arcia will most likely be your starting shortstop but even if he doesn't and let's say Von Grissom does prove that he can be the shortstop and wins that job then RC is going to be your primary backup and utility infielder on the bench, which I think is his best role. As far as locks in the outfield and DH, Ron Acuna Jr., Michael Harris, Eddie Rosario, and Marcel Ozuna. Acuna and Michael Harris are the Nada picks here. Acuna, I've talked about it. He's my he's my prediction to be the MVP. I talked about that on yesterday's episode. I just think he's going to have a monster year. I think he's going to push for a 40-40 season. I'm just really excited about the upcoming year for Acuna Jr. Michael Harris, interested to see if pitchers adjust to him. I mean, he was in the league a pretty good bit last year, and you even saw that he got out to a hot start, kind of struggled a little bit, maybe pitchers figured him out, and then he readjusted 
and, and then you know started hitting the ball well again. Won another you know rookie of the month award later in the year. So interested to see what he does in his sophomore season, though. Is that just the hitter that he is? Is he going to be a perennial All Star potential MVP? candidate or does he take a step back in his sophomore season either way i think he's going to be good but last year again he was all-star level potentially mvp level good as for rosario and azuna they're making significant money again if they're healthy they're going to be on the roster i can maybe see them just cutting ways with ozuna if he just doesn't look in shape isn't doesn't look great in spring training i could see them just cutting him but I don't think that's going to be the case. So I think Rosario and Ozuna, again, they're making significant money. They're going to be on the roster unless the Braves just cut one of them. All right, so those are the locks for the opening day roster right there. Again, let me know if you disagree, if you think one of these guys isn't a lock, or if you think there's somebody I left out that should be an absolute lock as we head into spring training games. And just let me know in the comment section on YouTube, or if you want to go check out my article on shortstopball.com, you can comment there as well next we'll talk about the five spots that are left including shortstop fifth starter bullpen and the bench and i'll tell you who is going to win those jobs here next this episode is brought to you by a fan duel midway point it's the midway point of the nba season so now is the perfect time to download the fan duel sportsbook app it's safe, secure, and easy to use. And new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app today, and then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. They have player props, player points, so many exclusive bets as well. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Getting into the five spots that I believe are left on the roster going into spring training. Five spots that are up for grabs. And the first of those I want to talk about is the fifth starter spot. And, you know, there are four locks in the rotation already we discussed. There's several great candidates for the fifth starter spot. I believe the guys mostly competing for that will be Mike Soroka, Ian Anderson, and Bryce Elder, along with Jared Schuster and Dylan Dodd as well. Again, there's some solid depth there and some good options, but I do believe it's between those first three. And I've gone back and forth on this throughout the offseason. At the beginning of the offseason, I said Bryce Elder just because I thought he was the safe pick. You know, Still needed to see more from Ian Anderson and just still really concerned, uh, questioning the ability of Mike Sroka to get healthy in time for opening day and show enough in spring training to be ready for opening day. So at the beginning of the offseason, I said Bryce Elder. As the season got closer and I got more optimistic, about Mike Soroka's comeback, excuse me, Michael, that's going to take forever. Um, then I, I, I switched that to Soroka, and I thought he would win that fifth starter spot. Now I've gone full circle, or I guess I haven't completed the circle yet, but I'm crossing off those three because now I am officially predicting Ian Anderson to win the fifth starter spot. Reason for this is because Look, if Soroka and Ian Anderson are pitching at their highest potential, 
I think both of those guys are better than Bryce Elder. And I like Bryce Elder, but I think he's a solid fourth, fifth starter, and I think he can be that for a good while. But if Ian Anderson and Mike Soroka pitch like they're capable of, you know, they're mid-rotation starters. I just think their stuff is better overall than Bryce Elder. However, I'm worried about Soroka already having some hamstring tightness. I think he's going to continue to have nagging injuries that he's going to have to play through and learn to play through. And I just think he's going to continue to have setback after setback that's going to slow him down, much like we saw with Acuna last year, his first season back after major surgery on his ACL. Soroka hasn't pitched at the major league level. I know he had some time in AAA last year, but it's been two and a half seasons since he's pitched at the major league level. It's going to take a while for his body to get back in shape for that. And I just, I think the smart play with Soroka may be to kind of slow play him at the start of the season. And again, already just a little bit delayed. You know, he said, the team has said, and even I heard Alex Anthopoulos uh, on the podcast, the Braves report say that it's not anything they're worried about at all. So that's great to hear, but I still just have a feeling they're going to slow play things with Soroka and try to make sure that he's healthy for the end of the season. Um, again, I've said it on here for weeks now. I just can't imagine he's going to throw more than 120 innings this year anyway. So, you know, would you rather have those innings at the beginning or the end? You know, for him, he'd probably say the beginning because I know he wants to get out there and just complete this comeback. And so maybe you do see that happen just to get him out there and see what he can do. But at some point, they're going to have to pull back on Soroka a little bit. And again, I just, I just have a feeling that something else is going to pop up in spring training that's going to make them slow things down with him that's going to prevent him from opening the season on the opening day roster. So with that, I'm going with Ian Anderson. And there was a report from Buster Olney, on, Buster Olney of ESPN on Tuesday that said Ian Anderson has been working on developing a slider and that the coaching staff was encouraged by what they've seen. Now, we talked about this the other day. David O'Brien of The Athletic asked Ian Anderson, and he phrased it as, you know, he's working on a little slider, but that he's still primarily fastball changeup. So I took that to mean that he hadn't really put a lot of work into this slider. And again, that could just be the wording, the way that I was interpreting it. But the report from Olney, and then even what we saw Brian Snicker say later in the day on Tuesday, it sounds like, you know, this is a significant, move for him and i like what brian snicker said and i don't have the quote pulled up but this is on twitter from one of the major beat writers he said it, he likes the idea of him developing that curb as a or the slider as a pitch that he can throw for strikes because that curveball is so hard to throw for a strike and to get over for a strike and i think that's the big thing uh mass moves to you know was a great commenter on the podcast had mentioned that you know he does throw a curveball 20 percent of the time but it's just not a pitch that he trusts, and it's not a pitch that he can confidently get over for a strike. And I think that's a good point from Brian Snicker that the slider can be a pitch, you know, to get people off that fastball changeup and something else that he can throw for strikes. So it's going to be, we have to see the ve development of that. And we've talked about that all offseason that we need to see him develop another pitch that he can trust, that he can throw for strikes. And, you know, I've mentioned that I would love to see it be a slider, but with that overhand delivery, Got to be a little bit more difficult to throw that slider. So we got to see it. But my prediction now, long-winded way of saying, I have Ian Anderson winning 
that fifth spot. Now, in the bullpen, one spot, like I said, I think is up for grabs and a lot of great candidates. You have Nick Anderson, who's on a split deal, Seth Elledge, who has minor league options, Dennis Santana, who doesn't have any options left, Jackson Stevens, who's on a split deal, Michael Tonkin, who's out of options, and Jesse Chavez, who is on a minor league deal. Anderson and Stevens, as I mentioned, both on split contracts, so they can be sent down to AAA as long as they remain on the 40-man roster, and I think that's the likely scenario for each of them. Elledge has those two minor league options. I got to think he will probably be sent down to AAA for depth. The two players the Braves are going to have, have to make a decision on are Dennis Santana and Michael Tonkin because both of those guys are out of options. So uh, the Braves you know, can't, can't send them back down to triple a without possibly losing them through waivers. So they got to make a decision on those two guys or else they risk losing them. And both of them have a lot of potential. You look at Dennis Santana and you look at his baseball savant page. There's a lot of red on there. The fastball velocity, the fastball spin, the chase rate, average exit velocity, hard hit percentage, barrel percentage. All of those are in the upper percentiles but he does struggle with command and for some reason doesn't get a lot of strikeouts either, which is a bit surprising because of the stuff he has, an upper 90s sinker and a wipeout slider. I really think the Braves see a lot of potential in him. He's only 26 years old, but again, he is out of options. And I think if he can reach his potential, you know, he could be a high leverage reliever. And I'm sure it's somebody the Braves would like to hold on to. As for Tonkin, a veteran, he's a 33-year-old, so the opposite side of the spectrum from Santana. But last year at Gwinnett, a 317 ERA, a 1.097 whip in 48 and a third innings. And get this, a K per nine of 13.6, which is just ridiculous, and a walk per nine of 2.8. Anything under three is really good to go along with 16 saves. So again, two guys who have potential, Tonkin, who was really good at AAA last year, but has never put it together at the big league level where he has a 4.43 ERA and a 1.428 whip and 146 and a third innings. However, the pick for me here is Jesse Chavez. And the reasoning for that is that, especially early in the season, you need somebody to be able to come in and give you innings and basically do whatever you need, be that Swiss Army knife out of the bullpen. You know, whether you have a guy who has to leave a start early uh, because of an injury and the Braves are being overly cautious early in the season or you have a blowout game whatever it may be those guys are important throughout the year but i think especially so at the beginning of a year and the braves obviously just love jesse chavez his work ethic what he brings to the clubhouse what he brings to the team and so i just have a feeling that he's going to win the job he may not be the best reliever out of all those competing but i think he gets that final spot however my other prediction is that one of the locks for the bullpen gets injured in spring training. It's just you know, what happens. And I think that opens up the opportunity for Santana to get a spot. I think that final spot may be between if Santana shows some better command in spring training, I think the final spot comes down to he and Jesse Chavez. All right. Shortstop and bench. I do believe Von Grissom will prove in spring training that he deserves a shot to be the team's everyday shortstop. And so I have him getting that spot there. And I think he'll be the brave starting shortstop. So 
not a lot of drama there, but again, he's going to have to earn it. And I think that he will. Now there's two spots left. And I think both of those go to outfielders. And I think both of those go to platoon defensive type guys. Eli White, Sam Hilliard, Kevin Pillar, and Jordan Luplo are among those competing for the last two spots. White, Hilliard, and Luplo have a leg up on Pilar and that they're already on the 40-man roster. However, the Braves essentially have two 40-man roster spots open once they put Enoa and Tyler Matzik on the 60-day IL. And if they do keep Chavez, that would be one spot. If they wanted to keep Pilar, that would be another spot. Uh, Ere Adrianza and Adani Hechereria will also be competing for a spot for one of those final two bench spots. But again, if Grissom wins the shortstop job, as I think he will, that pushes Arcia, pushes Arcia to the bench, and then I don't think there's necessarily a need for either one of those two guys on the bench. I have Luplo getting one of those spots just because he is a righty bat, which I think complements well with Rosario, who I do think is a lock on the roster and will get you know a lot of playing time in left field and at DH. And I think you can put you know platoon him with Luplo in either one of those spots. So I have him winning. One, one of those spots, the last spot in my mind comes down to Hilliard and Pilar. And I'm giving Hilliard the nod just because he is out of minor league options. And I think you do need another lefty bat or it'd be nice to have another lefty bat. Now, good point uh, by somebody who commented on, on the article. If you're platooning and you start loop low, then you have Rosario on the bench for a lefty bat. But I still, you know, I like the I like to have the big power bat of Hilliard on the bench. He is he's been really good at AAA against righties. Uh, nine seventy eight OPS against righties in AAA last year, and one hundred and eleven at bats with nine home runs. And then the season before that, he had a nine forty eight OPS and eleven home runs and one hundred thirty seven at bats against righties at AAA. So, I like that potential off the bench, that big lefty bat to come in late in the game, and plus the defensive. Uh, versatility that he both he and Luplo bring it's another thing Alex Anthopoulos talked about on the Braves report is these outfielders they brought in they know that if things don't work out with the bat those they all those players at least give you a solid floor defensively and so I think Luplo and Hilliard both uh, make the roster and get those final two bench spots so final predictions for me Max Reed, Spencer Strider, Kyle Wright, Charlie Morton, Ian Anderson, Rysel Iglesias, A.J. Minter, Joe Jimenez, Dylan Lee, Colin McHugh, Kirby Yates, Lucas Litke, and Jesse Chavez as your pitchers. And as for your hitters, Sean Murphy, Travis Darno, Matt Olson, Ozzy Albies, Vaughn Grissom, Austin Riley, Eddie Rosario, Michael Harris, Ronald Acuna Jr., Orlando Arcia, Marcelo Zuna, Jordan Luplo, and Sam Hilliard. So, Going in to spring training, spring training game starting this weekend, and that's who I think will win those jobs, assuming everybody stays healthy. Although I did have the one prediction that a bullpen arm gets hurt, allowing the way for Dennis Santana to get a roster spot, or Danny Santana, sorry. Um, but that's what I predict. Let me know again in the comments if you disagree, if you think somebody's a lock that I didn't have mentioned, or you think somebody else gets one of those final roster spots. Would love to hear from you. In the chat section, Spencer Thomas says, if we don't see Wright and Soroka in the starting rotation at the beginning of the season, what five guys do you think they'll go with? So I just picked Ian Anderson to get that fifth spot, so that's who I think they would go with there. William Fulgham says, I hope Anderson has a great spring. Um, Marianne Smith, uh, Jake Hyde, that I like Ian, might be my pick as well. I just want everyone to come out strong, and I think Soroka 
will make it. My prayers are with all of them. And she also says, I think Charlie will come out throwing smoke and be back. And I certainly am expecting Charlie Morton to have a little bit of a bounce back year. Chris Field says, oh, what's up? What up, Chris? Um, thank you so much, as always, for joining me uh, on the podcast. Again, let me know your thoughts on my roster predictions. Tomorrow, I'm going to be telling you what to watch as spring training games get underway, and then we'll have our mailback episode on Friday as well. But that will do it for this episode of Locked on Braves. Thank you so much for joining and making us your first listen of every day. Now go make your second listen to Locked on MLB Prospects podcast, where host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia. You know, you heard him here on the podcast talking Braves prospects. He goes deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. Again, thanks for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Locked on underscore Braves. You can follow me at shortstopball. Also, make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to the Lockdown Braves podcast wherever you get your podcast. And we will talk to you next time. Hey, this is Stacy Gotsoulias, DC Lundberg, Ryan Finkelstein, Taylor Blake Ward, host of Locked On Yankees, Locked On Mariners, Locked On Mets, Locked On Angels, and you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 